Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox and I'm Josh. I'm Jimmy. And we are excited to have Joel and Nina Schmidgol. Huh? How'd I do? (laughs) Great. Hey, that's pretty good. Well done. Was it still not right? No, it's just right. Just (laughs) right. It takes oh, well, about so, 10 years to get it right, I think. <laughs> Joe is executive pastor and serves with Mark Batterson at the National Community Church. He oversees the pastoral staff for the church's seven locations. He's also pastor of the Capitol Hill location. Nina serves there as well, and she's the director of family ministry at the NCC. Guys, thanks so much for being on. They're here to talk about their latest book that's entitled Praying Circles Around Your Marriage. Tell us about the book. Yeah, well, thanks, first of all, just for the invite to be on your show and, and just for your influence in, in marriages. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. So, yeah, this, we're really excited about this book. Um, this book is, is not one that we just wrote for people that are out there, but it comes specifically out of our prayer life and out of our ministry here in D.C. We walk with couples um, here, and we're ingratiated in their lives. And so um, this is really an expression of our prayer life. And so it's not just a book about marriage. It's actually a book about prayer and how that prayer can influence us. And we believe prayer is the most powerful tool to change the most important relationship. And, uh, and so this is really, um, we're just excited to release this and, and see marriages affected and blessed. Now, I'm assuming since y'all are y'all's church, National Community Church is there in Washington, y'all have time to do this interview because y'all are out of work, right? Did the church shut down as well <laughs> with, with everything else that shut down there in Washington? You know, you know, you know how it is. You just go, your day goes later and later the more you pack in. So um, <laughs> this book has affected our kids more than us even. We're like, man, sometimes our kids are single parented right now. Bless them. I can imagine. Well, of course, you know, this the Circle Maker series started with with Mark Batterson. I remember at our church, we did a, you know, when we did the series on this, the pastor kind of preached through the concept, and he asked everyone to go out and take pictures of them drawing or, you know, walking circles around what they were praying for. And so I went out and had a picture of me drawing a circle around the lottery machine at the grocery <laughs> store. And, He's got jokes. And he wouldn't put it on the screen at the service. I was... <laughs> I was really bummed by that. Tell us how you guys got involved. Of course, you work with Mark, but tell us about the origins of combining the concept of circle makers with drawing circles around your marriage. Yeah, no, that's good. And and uh, way to way to utilize way to utilize the the book. But the yeah. the uh, you know the circle maker. It's been incredible to just see how many lives have been touched. I mean, millions of lives of people who have just brought intentionality to their prayer life. And um, we have had the privilege of working uh, alongside of Mark uh, at the church for close to two decades now and and really gotten to be the, um, you know, just partners in ministry in that way. It's been just really one of the greatest privileges of our lives. But um, 
when Mark approached us, you know, we've walked with couples and been really intentional in investing in couples for some for some time. That's been a, a gifted part, just a mi- part of the ministry that we really enjoy. He approached us about writing uh, this book, doing taking the Circle Maker brand into marriages, and uh, you know, first of all, we we laughed about it and we're we're very humbled because Mark and his wife Laura see our marriage very up close and uh, they get a firsthand look, and so we laughed. Are you sure? <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that uh, you know you you want us to do that? You know, and stuff in that way. But you know, we really do believe. You know, there's really no more uh, sacred or intimate mar- or relationship than marriage, and so inviting uh, intentional prayer into that relationship. Um, when we really started to dream about and believe for what God could do through that we really did get excited. And so it's been an incredible journey. Um, in terms of our relationship with Mark and Laura, I mean, they, we laughed that they do have a, an up close look. Laura, Mark's wife is actually Laura's, uh, Laura and Joel are siblings. So they are, they are aunt and uncle to our kids and we've gotten to do this ministry thing together. So it's kind of neat seeing you guys do this podcast as father and son. I mean, we have um, a family relationship in ministry as well. And so we do what we did laugh when they, you know, asked us because they see our marriage so, so up close. We're like, are you sure we're the right ones? <laughs> um, but, you know, marriage is hard. And, and I think uh, taking steps to help, help couples be intentional about inviting um, uh, prayer into different aspects of their life in an intentional way. We're really believing for how God can do that. We've seen that in our own lives and ministries and our own marriage. So, And I, and I, if I could just jump in and, you know, I appreciate your joke because Actually, that is something that sometimes we have to talk through people with that, you know, when you talk about the circle maker and circling things in prayer, it's not just, all right, what do you want? Now you what can you go to a cosmic Santa Claus and get whatever you want from this slot machine or this ladder. I drew a maker. circle. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's not an incantation. It's, it's a principle that when we go to God with passion and when we seek his heart, when we, when our heart becomes so even the word desire, you know, you, you cut it up um, into two pieces and, and it means of the father, the um, of and desire of the father. So it's it, desire is of the father. So when the scriptures talks about, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It act, it's actually talking about our heart becoming his heart. And so when our desires are his desires, it leads us into those intimate, into those sacred and meaningful places of life, marriage being at near the top of that list. And, um, and so it's a very natural progression, the circle maker um, being engaged in marriage. I think it's just a natural outgrowth of that conversation. You know, I think it's telling that you have to write a book telling people to pray for their marriage. Why do you think Christians so often neglect the discipline of prayer. I know in my own life, you know, if if well, if I have time, I'll squeeze it in, right? And so, why do you think that 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 Christians so often just don't pray? Yeah, gosh, that's a really good question. I mean, you know, I was reflecting just the other day about um, so much of the way that we talk as as believers is about, um, you know, and, and maybe it's part of our Western or American culture of the the idea of the the hustle or the if you, and especially, you know, when, here we are going into a new year, if you, we can just, um, you know, make, make the right resolution, come up with the right system, kind of lean in and the right, you know, take the next right next step, then, then we will be able to somehow order 
our lives. And, and the reality is that, um, the Lord has, has a plan and a purpose that he wants to, um, he wants to play out in our lives. And, and the more intentional we are to acknowledge that and to invite that and to Mm -hmm. submit to that, um, then, you know, the, the, I think the more wonderful that we see things into our life come into alignment in the way that he, that he intended and most desired. And so, um, yeah, and even in this book, you know, it's, we do give uh, uh, how to's and specifics and prompts about, you know, um, how to maybe take some steps to be intentional about prayer. But I think just having the conversation about, um, mm-hmm. about, and, and prayer sounds, you know, sometimes even just the word prayer sound can sound so spiritual or mystical. It's about a relationship, yeah. right? Okay. It's about a relationship and how do we remind ourselves to invite God to, to be the driver of, um, of our marriage relationship, you know? So, so we're hoping to do that. And, and why, as we, we, as, you know, Christians, that's a very, a very, you know, that's the big question, right? How do we, why do we continue to think that we are the ones that will drive our own, our fate? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and we wonder why the church is impotent. The effect of culture on the church that there's, it's the fundamental challenge of our culture that we have been taught in American culture that if you want something, you have to do it. And it's all about doing, yeah. you know, instead of trusting. And so it's affected, it's affected me. I mean, don't you fight that all the time that, okay, if I've got a lot going on, um, prayer is, is one of the first things that by nature we mm-hmm. cut. I, was it, was it Martin Luther who said, you know, I'm so busy today that I had to pray two hours instead of one. Is either that or John Wesley? One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Wesley. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's why it's your podcast. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but just that concept that trusting is more important than doing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But it's a challenge. So if you do, if, if we've got a, a couple, young couple listening, and maybe they aren't necessarily prayer warriors, what are some practical exercises that you guys sort of encourage couples to use if they're going to say, okay, we want to begin praying intentionally for our marriage? In the book, there are, um, we have seven different circles, different areas of our marriage where we say, hey, well, what about thinking about what it would be like mm-hmm. to take steps of intentionality in these different areas? Um, I think so one step, of course, would just be to maybe think through some of those different pieces because the reality are for most couples, probably there are some areas where they have um, connection and unity and, and then other areas where maybe that that is more of a struggle. And so I think first identifying what are those areas there where, you know, leaning in more intentionally, but, um, we do, we do give specific prompts or ideas depending on, on the different area of what that might look like. So, um, for example, the, the first chapter in the book is the vision circle. It's about how can you start believing as a couple for an, for an aligned vision that God, something that God could do through the two of you that he could never do through you individually. Mm. And, um, you know, where we live Mm. in Washington, DC, there's so many couples that, um, well, individuals that move here that are gifted and that are, that have these incredible, you know, lives, careers. And when they step into marriage very quickly, start to realize that they're pulling against one another, even feel senses Mm. of resentment and unraveling. And then because they're pulling into opposite directions and maybe feel like the other, you know, isn't going where they're going or, you know, um, and so how could you start to believe for a, a combined, a unified vision? And, um, we think an important part of the way that that's worked for us is, you know, we actually spend, we spend time once a year at least where we will get away and 
um, dream about that together. And that's something that's not like it's a one-time revelation. You guys know that in your marriage, it's something that is revealed. The Lord reveals to you over time. Um, but, but really taking an intentional time, you know, Mm -hmm. annually. And then for us, we check in once a month at just what is that looking like? And has God prompted us in a new direction and how, you know, how is he moving you in a way that I can um, support and come alongside? And, and over time, God really has revealed kind of unified heart and mind and um, on things that, that maybe wouldn't have been as clear before, but that really has only come through some intentional time um, that we have, have, you know, dreamed about that Mm -hmm. together. And so that's, you know, one way. And, and Joel, I don't know if you want to speak to some of the the other steps you might recommend to a, to a, a couple about how to, you know, begin to infuse marriage or prayer more intentionally in their marriage. Yeah. And I might even take a, a little different approach um, and go just more of the inspiration route. Like I, I think this, this phrase or this idea, consistency beats intensity. I think that soaking in and understanding that, you know, an example would be like with our kids when we do family devotions, I think early on we said, okay, we've got to have an hour devotion time as a family and this very intense, um, you know, amazing experience. And we realized like, okay, 20 minutes in, the kids are throwing food. Somebody's on top of my shoulders and, you know, the other one's in the bath, like they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. So we realized, no, we just need to do something small consistently. So at dinner we do, we call it high, low. We talk about our high, our low, where we see God moving and where we made a mistake that day. And it's very simple, you know, 10 minute deal. But we found that if we do something consistently over time, mm-hmm. that's always going to be um, a, a deep level intensity of something. So mm-hmm. I think the same in your marriage, like mm-hmm. how can you get into some sort of routine and you can identify your routine. And we've had tons of different routines over different seasons. That could be in the morning, you wake up together and you pray for five minutes together. Consistency beats intensity. Um, or maybe it's a, a weekly prayer walk where you're circling your neighborhood. There's, there's a lot of different ways, but my encouragement for a young couple would be find your routine, um, find your way and just commit to that consistently and, and keep it in a doable format. Are there areas that are easier for women to be circle makers and vice versa for men just that illustrate God's perfect design for marriage partnership? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's as much as women or men as as personalities and tendencies about how, you know, different um, ways of thinking as means we, and different ways of doing and living our lives means we approach our prayer life in different ways. Right. And um, I am much more of a systems, systematic routine person. And so that consistency that, that Joel talked about is really um, becomes much more important, I think, to me versus maybe someone who is moved by a situation or the spirit or inspired by a, um, an, a an event or circumstance would maybe kind of lean in in a different way. And so that that for sure has affected how we approach prayer in our marriage, right? And that can become mm-hmm. tricky for couples then to get on the same page if you have a different approach. I mean, another just perfect example is Joel. I am a very much a morning person. That is when my brain fires. That is when I am like for sure going to hear from the Lord the most. And Joel is a night person. (laughs) And so that we have to work those sorts of things out Mm -hmm. in terms of, um, 
how we even lean. And those are things that have to be kind of overcome and worked through. And, and a lot of times that's through trial and error. I, I -hmm. feel like that, you know, a couple will try something out and then have to explain how, you know, what it does this work for us or not. Nina gets up, she wakes up singing and I wake up and I walk into the door. (laughs) (laughs) Stagger. I don't even know I did it. I want to get one thing in real quick because we do want to wrap this up in 20 minutes before people, so they're listening to it while they're doing their morning run. I normally get my five miles in in about 20 minutes. So um, what would you you guys suggest for that couple that is on the brink? Not only are they not prayer warriors, they're staring divorce in the face. What are some ways in which you would recommend uh, almost some emergency steps for a couple in that position? Yeah, thanks for saying that. And and again, we walk with couples who are on the brink all the time. So the first thing I just want to say is don't give up. There is hope. Mm-hmm. And the greatest relationship in life is worth fighting for. So come on, let me just speak into you right now. Don't lose hope. God can. He can. And he has. And he continues to do miracles within this deepest, most intimate place, most intimate relationship that we have. So um, I would start with an encouragement. But second, um, there's a couple of chapters that really speak into this. There's the war chapter, which talks about our natural divisions and how we work those. And there's the storm chapter. And, um, and so we would, one thing that we share is a few stories of people who are walking through. And, and honestly, the first thing I would say is, let's lay down our pride and and something like counseling is critical for, for healthy marriages or for marriages on the brink. And so sometimes you need an outside source to come in and help you navigate those things. And so what we naturally do is when things aren't going well and I can't fix it, then we walk away, we give Mm -hmm. up. Um, But um, the scriptures teach us, right? That uh, a cord of two strands is strong, but a cord of three strands, not quickly broken. Now, that can mean the Holy Spirit. I think that can also be applied to, to community. But mm-hmm. somebody else, a third party coming in and being there to help you navigate through those decisions, I think that would be the first recommendation we would say, um, go to a counselor. What would you add, Nina? Well, just, I mean, I think in general, you know, the, the support circle that you that you put into your marriage and and in crisis points for sure that looks that would probably look like professional counseling but that mm-hmm. also in other you know in marriages that you know one of my the prayers i feel like the lord revealed to me even through this the writing was that would um he put on my heart to just asking him again and again would you deal with the the small fissures the things that build over time right and that eventually after, you know, you always wonder how does a couple after 20 years, 30 years kind of split up? It's because some of those early cracks and fissures that did not Mm -hmm. get healed or addressed. And so um, whether that comes through professional counseling or through maybe a marriage mentor couple, someone who's a little further in line along and has seen the valleys and the, you know, the peaks and then, or a support circle of a group of friends of a, a small group, something where another, um, a community around you that is going to speak life and hope and draw you back to one another and also give you, um, you know, markers of, yes, that's normal. That feels very desperate, but that is a very normal thing in marriage. And so I would encourage any couple, a young or early married couple, or one that's in a point of crisis to be very intentional, to draw, um, a lot of times in crisis, a couple will isolate. 
they will start to, oh, yeah. you know, they will feel embarrassed or they will feel like I, you know, and they will start to isolate. So really, um, whether it's through professional counseling or just a support circle or both, I would really just encourage some steps in that direction. And, and of course the scriptures to just draw into the scriptures that, that, you know, got the, the Bible offers many, um, in times of crisis, whether in our marriage or in any other way, I would say that, um, you know, God's word does offer us promises that we can read to ourselves mm-hmm. again and again. He promises that he will use situations and trials to grow us. He promises that he will be near. He promises a greater good. And so I think meditating on those things can help us play the long game. Great stuff, uh, Joel and Nina. Before we let you go, tell us, I know your book comes out next month. Where can people pre-order or purchase the book once it comes out? Yeah, it is available already on Amazon or, you know, any of your favorite online retailers. Um, It will be in stores in the beginning of February. Um, And then, of course, we would love people to stay connected with us. We are on social media. Joel's um, at Joel Schmidgall and I'm at Nina Schmidgall. We also are at Praying Marriage and um, where we will just kind of lean in and share some things from the book or, or thought our mm-hmm. additional thoughts about marriage. And, um, but we would love folks to, to get their, um, hands on the book. And we we have prayed all along that God would put the book in exactly the hands of the couples that need it at yeah. exactly yep. the right moment. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're yep. praying for. Joel, Nina, thank you so much. Really appreciate it guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys for having us. Appreciate it. Okay. No, 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 I officially use, like them. Of course, but you now say their last name. Go. Schmeagle. <laughs> or is it Gollum? Uh, boom. You know, you can't help but joke. He said it's from Germany. Schmidgall. He said it's I think yeah, I got that it. was right. Yes. He said that it's very, very common in Germany. And we had mentioned before the show started that one of the things we could have talked about was his Nazi heritage. No, no, we didn't. And we, didn't we didn't say that. No. We didn't do it. It's offensive to somebody out there. Mm-hmm. It's so, a trigger. Sorry about that. Uh, it's a microaggression. I'll jump in first. Trusting is more important than doing. So when you're busy, obviously the natural human inclination is to just do more, to try to get unbusy. But at the end of the day, we're never going to get unbusy. Trusting, or you could use the word prayer, because prayer is trusting God. Prayer is more important than doing. I also loved when they said that consistency beats intensity. I was going to, that, we've talked before on the show about neuroplasticity, about how the brain physiologically, physically changes because of three things, consistency, frequency, and duration. And that's really what he's talking about. If you're consistent with something, your your brain really changes over time. And having a consistent five-minute prayer time, two, three-minute prayer time with your spouse trumps once every two or three years just falling on your face and just having a, a Mount Zion moment. So I love that. Consist, just get into something and do it consistently, whether the heavens fall or not, because that consistency beats intensity. Every devotional my family has, we're all running the aisle and jumping into the baptism. Yes, that's because the Holy Spirit is on fire. Yeah, it's very intense. But for everyone else out there, just consistency. I enjoyed Nina's piece about the different kinds of prayer circles. Okay, you said that because you remember the video. Of the guys running around, and then they got happy, and they started running around the church, and one guy ran up and jumped in the baptistry. Uh, Nina mentioned the casting the vision for your marriage, having that vision alignment as as one of the kinds of prayer circles. Our last content episode, we talked about intentional. It dropped this week about being intentional about your marriage. Man, if you want a book 
that you could get that would help you be intentional, even that about your vision for what God wants for you, and that's intentionality. So really, really could not recommend drawing circles around your marriage more. Pick it up now. If you want more information about this show, as well as the links to the book, as well as to their socials, it's paradoxpodcast.com. If you want information about previous episodes, you can find that there as well. You can also find us on our socials. Josh, you're standing up. Is it because you need to go to the bathroom really bad? That was supposed to be off air. Okay, yeah. 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 You can't really hear I'm dancing You're kind of hopping from one foot to the other. (laughs) It's kind of weird. Oh, Lord. Joel, Nina, if you're listening to this. Yeah, we're sorry we brought that up. We're normally, we're classier normally. You can find us on our socials at that website as well. We appreciate you guys for listening. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Paradox.